This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machines firing up. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. My name is Brian Town, the CEO of Michigan Creative, and your lovely host here on The Business Machine, where we talk about mistakes that we made and, and ways to keep our sanity as CEOs and business owners, which I don't know if we can do that, but um, somebody who talked to us about that and how we can su- successfully do that. She is Camille Jamerson, and Camille is known as the Olivia Pope of the Midwest, and I know she's rolling her eyes right now, and she's the senior principal consultant, as well as president and CEO of CDJ Associates. CDJ is a boutique business management consulting firm that specializes in strategy, branding, PR, and content. She's also the founder of a new lifestyle brand that we'll talk about called The Camille Company. Camille, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Brian. Now, you rolled your eyes, and one of the reasons why, and I know why, because you're very similar to, I can already tell you and I have a lot of similarities, I always hate when people read our bios out loud, especially when you're at conferences or things like that. But you know where they would be really cool is if we could somehow pipe it into our houses so that when we got home from work, they would read that. Imagine how cool that. And now, known as the Olivia Pope, and your husband would roll his eyes and so would your kids. That would be amazing. (laughs) I know. We got to make that happen. I'm here for it. Okay. So that's going to be our first thing that we do. So Camille... Thank you so much for coming here from Detroit. I know it's a long way for you, but I do appreciate it. And uh, we're excited. We want to talk about that conference that we're going to be a part of. And I I can't wait to hear about that. But I want to know more about you. So you're at a party. You're at a coffee shop or out to dinner. And somebody says, hey, Camille, what do you do? What do you tell them? I tell them it depends on what you need. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's usually when I get the head cock. Um, And I say that because... Being a consulting firm, being a business management consulting firm, um, we play so many roles, Mm -hmm. and it just depends on what the holes are in the business. So I tell people we come to fill the holes, and when I walk in the door, my goal is to be your answer, whatever that looks like. Whether it's strategy, whether it's branding, whether it's marketing, whether it's PR, whether it's tightening up your wardrobe to build your image. Um, whatever is necessary to take your business to the next level, I look to be the answer. That's usually what I tell them. The answer woman. Yeah, the answer woman. I like that. <laughs> Plus, you probably wear many hats and many capes. <laughs> probably <laughs> Very much so. Putting out fires. So tell me, what do you, I know this is pretty general, but sure. what do you find that most businesses are coming to you for? What is the something that you're dealing with over and over again that they need help with? Usually it's... They don't have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. They're just doing business day to day. They don't know um, what their goals are. They don't know what they're striving towards. They don't know what their three-year plan is, five-year plan is. So I I usually go in and tell them that if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a strategy to get there, how do you know when you've you've arrived or or when you've quote-unquote won or when you've succeeded? So I I have a lot of businesses that they're just kind of spinning their wheels and not growing, and they don't have plans in place for growth. Let's talk about your growth, and I want to go back to that moment probably not so long ago, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to uh, tell me about that moment when you're like, you know what? 
I, I have an idea and I want to start this company. <laughs> That's changed. <laughs> so I don't know how long ago that was, but I want to hear about it because it's interesting to me because, you know, I know when I did it, at first I thought, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start a company and work for myself. And then a couple months later, I was like, oh man, what did I just do? Right. And, and still today, I wonder at some point, you know, seven years later, what am I doing? <laughs> so what, what made you decide to become a businesswoman? Wow, I really wish it was a really pretty story, yeah. but it's never like that. No. Uh, what happened with me is it actually started with my dad getting very seriously ill. And um, with that, I was currently working um, for a major conglomerate as a chief of staff. And in between the time that I was working for this individual and dealing with everything that was going on with my dad, I was getting ready to make a transition or looking to make a transition to another company. And my dad kind of, um, his health kind of spiraled. He ended up in hospice and um, I took on the job anyway. And even though my husband kind of warned me, Camille, this is really not a good time for you to be making decisions. Your dad is terminally ill, everything, your head's all over the place. Sure. You really shouldn't do this right now. Made the decision to make the <laughs> jump. Um, Anyway, despite the best of, advice, of course, oh, yeah, yeah. because I mean, my husband can't be right. Oh, of course, that not. would just be rude. We never are. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I took the job. Um, my my dad ended up passing. We buried him on a Saturday. I started this new position that Monday. It was probably the most bonehead decision oh. I've ever made in my career. Yeah. So started that job. Um, did the job well, to be honest. And um, what ended up happening is I figured out along the way that it probably wasn't the best decision um, to make. And I really hadn't given myself time to properly grieve my dad. Um, my family was kind of falling apart. My kids um, were still grieving. So I took a step back, told them after a couple of months, you know what, I'm going to finish out the projects that I'm working on, but I really, I really need to take a step back. And so, um, well, it actually wasn't that clean. Actually, what I did was I walked out to <laughs> the park. Really it did. Nice. It sounded really cool, but that's really not what happened. That's I actually just kind of walked away from my desk, went in the parking lot, called sure. my husband and said, I can't. Yeah. And um, he said, just come home. And we kind of took it from there. So from there, um, when, it was, when I felt better and, and decided it was time for me to go back to work, I really needed to make the decision whether I was going to go back into corporate America or whether I was really going to take this opportunity to do what I wanted right. to do. And that's kind of how CDJA was born. I kind of decided, hey, what do I do well? And that's really help people, organize people, administrate, take over, <laughs> to, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, and I solve problems. Yeah. And so that's why I built CDJA, and it was kind of um, really making that decision, go back to corporate America or do what I really want to do and am good at doing. That's so how it was birthed. Here we are in 2018 of yeah. April. Are you glad you did? Are you where you wanted? Are you, Where are we uh, at today? I mean, I know what you're going to say, so let me, let me ask something different. Okay. So <laughs> what does it look like today? What, tell me, uh, fly us through your office a little bit, and what do you guys... Wow. Is it a mad? Do you imagine it? Does it look like you imagined? No. No. No, it doesn't. It looks a lot more chaotic than I imagined. <laughs> I almost need a CDJ and associates to come and organize me. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's a little more chaotic than I imagined because I grow in spurts. 
Um, kind of. I get clients that stay on with me for a year or two, clients that come on for short-term projects. Yeah. So there are times I have more clients than others, and um, I have to be prepared to accommodate that. So there are times that um, can be very chaotic when you're trying to make everybody the priority. Yeah, we have that problem. And I think and this doesn't help when I, when I, when I have these conversations with mm-hmm. people, because I always talk about the exact same thing. My two biggest fears are, you know, we have too much work and we can't, we start to drop yeah. the ball. Um, we don't have enough work and we've hired people and we can't, can't make payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cash flow was always a, a fear. When I, when I, when I talk to business owners who have been in, it, in the game a lot mm-hmm. longer, they say, that's what we worry about too. I'm like that doesn't right. help. It never goes away. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so I, and I agree with you too, because I almost think, and we've done a pretty good job over the last couple of months, but at first we were like, gosh, we need a Michigan creative to market us. Like mm-hmm. I want to hire an outside marketing company absolutely. to market us, which is absolutely crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But, but I get it. And mm-hmm. so how do you really do that and how do you focus? So now we know where we are today. How are you going to because I know that's probably on your mind. How are you going to make that shift and how do we fix that chaotic? Can we fix it? What advice would you give a business owner? So pretend that it's you mm-hmm. and you said the same thing that you say. It's chaotic. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. What do you tell Because you, I know you have advice. Yes, I do. Um, actually, what me and my team have started talking about, and it's a little bit of that Olivia Pope, for lack of a better term. Sure. Um, it's they almost have to make me a client, make me and my brand and CDJA a client. And I have to make someone responsible for me and for our brand. And that's tough because it's hard being the client. Um, when they're telling me what to do, I'm a gosh, I hate this client. client. Who is? Oh, right. (laughs) I'm a terrible client. Um, I don't always do what they tell me to do, but the, the process really works because it allows us to keep us a priority, to keep the business a priority, to Got make it. certain that we're in order, and to make certain that we stay organized so we can manage on the yeah. clientele that we have. Yeah, and I, uh, like I told you before, I was a school teacher before this, right. and and so public speaking, managing a team, no problem. It's it's managing myself that I find is most mm-hmm. difficult, and so. And I, I say every week I'm going to get to the schedule and I'm going to schedule every single thing out. But as you know, it changes. I mean, you have to come down to Lansing to That's do right. some crazy podcast <laughs> that you don't want to be at, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so tell me where you think then, because I always like to look 10 years out. I know okay. it's forever, but let's just look five to 10 years out. And where do you hope you'll be at? Where's your brand? I would hope to be in a place where... I'm more the CEO mm-hmm. instead of an employee of my company. But wait, you are the CEO. Well, yeah, I'm a CEO in name. It says that on your business card. Yeah, it says it on my I business card. I show that to my staff a lot. See Jen over there laughing. And, yeah. Because I don't make any decisions around here. And then every once in a while <laughs> I have to go, you guys, it says CEO on my business card. Yeah, but I mean, and it looks really cute. Sure. <laughs> but it feels cool. It feels cool. Yeah. It's nice to say. Looks great on my LinkedIn page. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. But the reality is. Oh, I thought you had all the answers. No, Camille. no, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to find them though. All right. Um, but the reality is I'm an employee of my company sure. right now. And I spend more time working th- sometimes than I do um, really vision casting and 
um, growing the company and expanding the brand and all the awesome cool things that I think CEOs really should be doing. Yeah, and I, you know, and I think I have the answer for it. And it, at first I thought it was just more people, but what mm -hmm. happened with us is that we did bring on more people. Mm -hmm. And I think Jen's a good example and Michael's a good example too, where they can be those leaders in the company yeah. or, and to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, Jen tried to take on some client project management where she's our creative, we want her to be creative and to design stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was deterring her from what she's really mm -hmm. good at. And so we stopped that. And so really what I think it is, is I really need a good second person yep. to run the company where you and I could then do the leadership. I mean, it really has to be that you have to find that strong person to yeah. do it. I and need a me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I need a me. Yeah. My wife would be really mad if I duplicated myself because <laughs> she doesn't like the one. But yeah, my husband's got his hands full too. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. So, and I don't even know. And and it seems like when we brought people on to do that, then their roles either one they they weren't the right fit, or mm -hmm. two we they came in and they were great, but then they got too busy. Like mm -hmm. Siobhan, our video producer, who was the head of video department, I really wanted her to be that leader to take us to that next level and. Mm -hmm. She couldn't because then she, you know, she has to meet with clients. She has to go hit, you know, to go do video and mm -hmm. edit. And that's what I need her to do because mm -hmm. she's really good at it. So, you know, I don't know the answer, but I, I think you're right. I think that to be a real true CEO, you have to be that visionary person. Right. Right. And you have to have the time to do it. And, right. and it's hard to do when you are really punching the clock <laughs> like everybody else. Um, because I spend my days working on... Um, client social media pages and designing, you know, video clips and, and what have you. And I enjoy it. It's sure. fun. It's what I but like to do. you shouldn't be doing that. But I shouldn't be doing that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was recording something on Sunday. Um, and I like to do it because I got to fly the drone. Yeah. I got to, it was, it was a homeless, uh, they fed the homeless in a park. It was a great story. Mm -hmm. Just all these people really helping out and all these homeless people came from out of the woodwork and we're videotaping wow. and it's yeah. just great, you know, and I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. But you're right. But see, here's the dilemma. Mm -hmm. So when I go out and I'm not in the office as much and I'm out building what I think I need to be doing, networking, I feel guilty because I'm not working, working. <laughs> quote unquote working. Right. But it's all in our head because these guys don't really care. Yeah. I just think they care. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> so all we're going to do is complain this whole podcast. Yeah, we're going to have I'm here zero for answers. <laughs> yeah, we're not here for answers. We're here to just <laughs> talk this out amongst ourselves. <laughs> well, and that was really, you know, and, and that's kind of why we did this, because we really wanted to hear from people that didn't necessarily have the answers, but to let us know as CEOs that we're all working on the same things. Because yeah. I think we have this, at least I do, is we think... It's the classic Facebook problem is that we see people on vacation and doing all this stuff on Absolutely. Facebook. So we're like, oh, I'm not as cool as them. And so I think we, it's, it's good to feel that other people are in the same boat. Absolutely. You see the highlight reels yeah, right. <laughs> of people's lives and, and not the reality of who they are. Yeah, people, when they see me, like today it happened, they're like, oh man, it looks like things are going great at Michigan Creative because we post a lot on social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. And they are. Right. But. It's like if you just only do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, there's this the class like, how are you doing? Oh, it's busy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, right. You know, and, and it's the same thing I tell my daughter. I try to explain to her kind of what that's like. And I'm like, sweetie, it's just like when you take selfies, you put the best one sure. on your page, right? She's like, yeah. I said, but the 12 pictures that you took before right. that, that people never get to see, that's the reality of day-to-day business. It's what people don't get to see. Yeah. Um, that's the real deal. And we could always stop complaining at any moment and get real jobs. Yeah, we could. That's what my oh. sister said to me a long time ago. She said she's much older and wiser than I am. And she told me, and I, I say much older again, Karen, in case you're listening oh, to this wow. podcast. Wow. Um, but she said to me, she's like, and I told her when I was having that hard time, this was years ago. And I said, well, it's not going like I thought. Mm-hmm. It was just me at the time. And I thought, man, this is different than I thought business was. And right. she's like, listen, you got your master's. You can go teach. You can go yeah. get a job. Or you can stop complaining and run your company. And that was kind of the light that, okay, let's let's go that direction. Well, and it's the same on my end. My husband was like, well, Camille, you, you don't have to run a business if you don't want to. You can just come home. And I just kind of looked at him with this blank look on my face like, <laughs> what do you yet. mean just come home what, how do, and do nothing? What do, what do you mean? Like, And then I started panicking like, no, 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 I've got to run the bit. And he's like, oh, well, okay. Well, if that's what you want to do. I was trying to help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fix things. I was trying to fix it. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full-service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile-friendly websites, digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. So let's talk about mistakes. So Mm -hmm. what was in running your business, either starting or, or today, what are some mistakes that you're making, or what is a mistake that you made and I always try to liken mistakes and it, it's fun to say, well, I'm glad we made them because now we know what not to do. And I believe in that too, sure. but not that the mistakes were fun to make at the time. Mm. So what are some mistakes that you made as a business owner? You could say none. Oh, please. I'm just <laughs> trying to pick which one doesn't just put me totally out there. <laughs> no one's going to hire you now. Right? <laughs> Don't hire her. Uh, yeah. Um, well, one was trading time for money. And what I mean by that is... I really yeah. wasn't wise with how I handled my billing and my invoicing. Yep. And I had to really restructure how I build people. Um, that that was a, I didn't even realize it was a mistake um, initially because I'm thinking, oh, that's what everybody does. That's how, you know, that's how I should be charging people. But then when I started putting things more so in, in a package and yep. really being clearer as to um, my service offerings, it made things so much easier. Yep. Yeah, we we are still dealing dealing with that, and, yeah. and we're trying to get a better idea of where our prices are. And I think we were low. I think we're mm-hmm. still kind of not low. I think we're medium. Um, but again, it's hard to quantify. You know, a good example is graphic design. Yeah. How, how? many revisions? Yep. Websites. What does that look like? How many revisions? Right. Because if it's a good client, and we're still on the mindset of let's do whatever we can for our clients, but 
to a point. Right. We're on version 26, <laughs> okay. you know. So sure. We're only yeah. on seven. <laughs> oh, oh, of the, of the no, website. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant <laughs> no, no. trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, you can only give and give and give so much because then you start pulling away time from other clients. Yeah. So you've got to have balance there, and that's tough. So I had to really um, take a hard look at how I was billing clients, and one of the things that I tell clients all the time that my – board kind of threw back at me is that Camille you are a limited resource and you only can spend and stretch yourself so far so we have to be wise as to where we put your time and how we build your time so let's talk about your board you have a yeah, board I do the best board in the world I hope you guys hear me the best board in the world so and, so approve that last thing right yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were amazing they're amazing um I have a board of advisors um, they aren't tied to the company legally or anything like sure. that. Um, but that was probably, if billing and invoicing was one of the mistakes, having a board was one of my major wins. So tell me about that. Cause I thought, you know, to me, when you said that, I was like, well, wait a minute, are you a nonprofit? No, no, not a nonprofit. I'm smart. Okay. That's what I tell people. <laughs> I'm smart. And and the reason that I say that is because having a board of advisors, especially my board, they're a very diverse board, um, racially, gender, um, industry-wise, um, how I met them or, or know them. Um, number one, they help keep me accountable. Yeah. Um, number two, it's kind of a win-win because a lot of them want board experience um, for their particular fields or what have you. And so I offer that. Um, another thing that they do for me is there's someone that I can bounce things off of and brainstorm with. Um, I have a meeting with one of my board members tomorrow because of their business. We're just kind of bouncing things off of each other and CDJ and SLC is helping them with hmm. some things and they'll be helping me with some things. Um, it's, it's such a win-win. Yeah, I really like that. It's a great idea. It's such a win-win. Um, they initially were only supposed to serve a year, and then I was supposed to get a brand new board, but nobody wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if that's because they like me or they like each other, um, but um, that, that was a really cool feeling to know that, no, we're in it. You know, we're committed. We want to help, you know, see through some of the things that we started. So I think they changed it to where they're going to stay on for like three years, and then they'll decide what they want to okay. do. From there, but yeah, it's an amazing, amazing thing because um, you've got all of these leaders in their field. I mean, I've got someone on my board from GM, someone from a law firm, another person works for the city of Detroit, and I know them directly or indirectly um, throughout from throughout my career, and some of them are friends. But huh. they've been really amazing at helping build CDJA. I wouldn't have it without them. That's that's for sure. I like the piece where, you know, and, and I want to talk about how you get people who are as passionate as you too, but it sounds mm -hmm. like they are, but that accountability piece is interesting because mm -hmm. really, you know, without it, you don't, you don't report oh, yeah. to anybody. Yeah. Because I mean, without, uh, because I had a project, for example, of, of finishing one of my books and one of my board members is an amazing editor. So she took on the assignment of editing my book. When I say she was on me about getting chapters done, it did was you, like my mother. Did you avoid her phone calls? Oh, absolutely. I looked at, <laughs> I looked at her text like, whatever, Brie, I'm not <laughs> dealing with this today. But it was so good to have because she stayed on me. And without that, I don't know that I would have gotten it done. And especially not in the time frame that I did. And then you have other board members that, I mean, they text me things like, when are you going to the doctor? Oh, really? Yes. 
I mean, they are, are so engaged in not just the business. And what I would recommend to people is that you not only find people that are passionate about your business, that's important, but you need people that are kind of into you. You need people that are, are about you and care about you. So how do you get, I don't want to talk all about this board, but this is fascinating. <laughs> we talk about this later because it's yeah. really interesting to me. How, uh, what do they get? Yeah, that that's the cool thing. Because you know, people today are, are are so busy with their other boards that they might yeah. be on and their own business, mm-hmm. let alone to come be a board member for a, a for profit business. Right, and you know, I ask them that all the time. Um, I ask them that from the beginning. What do you want out of this? And some of the the answers that I got, like I said initially, was board experience. Okay, they like um, the camaraderie on the board because now they have expanded their network by everybody that's on the board. True. Um, now they know someone that works for GM and that works for the city and blah 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 blah. So it expands their network. Um, we kind of come to the table and help each other with what other projects the other one has going on. So now they've got support for their businesses. Um, They've got someone who will write an amazing recommendation for them, (laughs) you know, which is extremely valuable depending on what they're trying to do. Um, And I I think the biggest thing they get out of it is when we get together and eat. They're they're an amazing, they're social. They're a very social board. So they um, they like the work and they'll get in there and grind with me but they also make sure that I unplug and that, you good. know, we take some time to have a good time. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about unplugging and you and I were talking before we started mm-hmm. recording about work-life balance, which, which you and I both agree is silly, yeah. but there has to be a point, um, where you unplug. And we were talking about how if I, and I'm not as bad as I used to be, but if I'm doing something and I'm not working, I feel like I'm losing money. Mm-hmm. I've got four children, you're a mom and a, and a, and a wife and mm-hmm. a CEO you got to turn it off at some point. How do you do it? Hmm. Or, don't, or don't you yet? Yeah, I don't know. Can you say drugs and alcohol yes, on your Yes, 100%. <laughs> no, not that that's the answer. Um, it's part of the answer. It could be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one thing that I tell my clients, because a lot of them struggle with the same thing, sure. is that, of course, there is absolutely no such thing as work-life balance. Every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Good point. So what it is, is you have to understand what is your priority at the time. If your priority is working, then that's what you're doing. Own that and do it. But if your priority at that particular time is your family, unplug from work and do that. It's about being present where you are and with what you should be doing. Now, is it as easy as that? Absolutely not. You know, I find myself on date nights with my husband checking my email. Yeah. You know, so... And, of course, I have to go to the bathroom to check my email because if he catches me checking my email, he'll sure. call me on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, when at some point when you're in there sitting on the toilet on date night. <laughs> this is night, ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Checking your email. You're like, this is crazy. Right. You know, unplug. The business isn't going to fall apart no. in one night. So, it's really having that accountability, checking yourself, um, giving others permission to check you when they see you you're on one side or the other because if somebody sees me kind of lollygagging too long my board for example they'll call me on it like uh i haven't seen you really working on the this such and such client you know what's going on with that you know they'll call me on it so whether it's one side or the other having people that are that will be accountable and making certain that you don't go too far one way or the other um, and my husband is amazing at that, to be honest. I tell him, he reminds me of those little weights that hold balloons. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the end, I like you that. know, yeah. um, because I'm tied to him and I can still kind of fly free, but I can only go so far. That's a good analogy. I like yeah. that a lot. And um, so I really um, depend on him a lot for that. He, yeah. he brings balance to the force. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I really like that. I've never even heard, heard of that before. That's perfect, though. Awesome. And I, I think that's what a lot of spouses play that role mm-hmm. in, in a small business mm-hmm. owner's life. Um, and, and that's the, you know, my wife plays that. I'm going to mention that to her tonight. That's going to be great. Yeah. She'll like that a lot. Oh, cool. Let, let's talk about employees for a second because you're super passionate about what you do. And mm-hmm. hiring is, is never really been an issue for us because people just come to us. However, I've always, I'm pretty good at just saying, yes, you'd be great without doing due diligence on them. But how do you, once you get employees in there, how do you really relate, especially as you grow, how do you get them to be as passionate as you are? Because at the end of the day, like it or not, or as much as you Mm -hmm. love your employees, it's a job. That's right. For us, it's more. Sure. But how do we get them to have that passion that we have? Wow. That's really tough because I haven't run into anyone that hasn't or at least they're great actors and actresses <laughs> yeah. up until this point. One of the things that I, I think stands out is I try to look at, it's the same thing when I deal with clients, I ask them up front, what do you want? Yeah. You know, because if I'm clear as to really what you want to get out of this deal, um, I know one of two things. One, if you don't get it, you're going to go somewhere else. And when you do get it, you're going to go somewhere else. That's true. So in the meantime and in between time, um, how can I use you to get what I need and to give you what you need? Hmm. So that's how I try to look at it. So far, it's served me well. Yeah. I've got a pretty good team. Um, my assistant, who is like my right hand, she lives in Pune, India. Oh, really? Yes. And most people think she's sitting right next to me. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah. Yeah, Rima, she lives in, in India. And she is absolutely amazing. Um, and that works well for your assistant. It's it's amazing because when I'm up working, she's sleeping. And when I'm sleeping, she's working. She's nine and a half hours ahead of me. Right. Um, so I've seen that. They call them virtual assistants. Virtual assistants, VAs. I've yeah. seen that. I just didn't know if it would work. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, I happen to know Rima okay. um, because we worked together when I was with another company. She was one of my assistants in India um, when I had an office there. So I knew her. But, yeah, she serves me virtually. And it's, hmm. it's an amazing hookup. Huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just assumed she was sitting in your office. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I do that... Um, as far as employees are concerned, my I have board members. One board member um, who is a Wayne County sheriff, and he <laughs> so ah. he's an amazing judge of character I for um, a lot of reasons. So um, I, I've even taken him with me on interviews. Um, he and one of my other board members, and just watching him watch things that I don't even pay attention to, really? like body language yeah. and how they said certain things. So he's a really good judge of character and can help me get insight on what I'm really getting myself into. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good board member to oh, have. Oh, he's amazing. So we've talked about CDJ Associates mm-hmm. a little bit. Let's talk about the other thing, the lifestyle company. What is that? So <laughs> now you're doing company. something, and it sounds like, and we'll talk later, yeah. but us entrepreneurs have this problem yes. where we don't think we have enough going on, so let's do something else. Yeah, let's just something (laughs) what is it well what happened was um i i got a lot of requests from entrepreneurs and executives and leaders oh camille can you be my mentor hey can you tell me how you did this 
I'm having this problem in my business, can we talk? And I was having all of these meetings. I was even charging for the meetings, which was great, but it was taking up a lot of my yeah. time. And so... That's the thing. I mean, yeah. too, like, what is your time worth? And, exactly. And if you're just helping somebody, you figure, well, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. I mean, I only can do so many, yeah. can I pick your brains? Sure. <laughs> you know, and, and I have what is called a brain picking package now. Do you really? I do. It's the best package ever. Yeah, I lost uh, that invoice. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't worry about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, and I had to do that because it had gotten so out of hand. So that trustee board, they were like, look, you're going to have to back out everything that is mentor related um, and put it in a way where you can help more people in a easier way. So they were looking at things that you do a one and done. So podcasts, I like it. Um, YouTube channel. Um, so I, I'm in a place where I'm still doing the same thing, but it's taking up less of my time. So if someone calls me now and says, you know, Camille, I'm really having you know, trouble in my business in this particular area. You know what? I did a video on that. I'm going to send you the link. Boom. And, and that's I'm just, this, oh, that's really nice. Plus that's sort of like a funnel, right? Yeah, for you. Okay. Absolutely. So once they get a little taste of it, they're like, you know what? And if they is... want to go, right. And if they want more oh. then um, we're, we're still building out what that's going to look like ultimately. Right. But um, that's how the Camille company was born. And I really like um, having that outlet because it does give me the opportunity to talk to other CEOs and, um, entrepreneurs hear kind of what their struggles are and I love that look on their face um, when I tell them oh well that's normal um, because now they don't feel so alone in right. the world. Do you think that if you find that other CEO to run mm -hmm. the business do you think that might be a full-on direction for Camille? Oh, wow. Yeah. Could be. It could be. You know and I see a lot of that in the podcasting world too. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of the people who are online and, and create these free videos and content and things like that. But it does take a lot of prep and takes a lot right. of content and you have it. Mm -hmm. It's just sitting down. Like a good example for us is I really want to create a, how to do your own video and how to do your own editing on, but boy, I've got it. It's all up here, sure. but then I've got to put it together. Yeah. Like, right. You got to make a video on how to make a video. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should get a board. Right. <laughs> Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com, that's freshwaterapparel.com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts, and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company, and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in america so you can't beat that so if you love fresh water like we do here at michigan creative you should definitely check out their site lots more coming but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women like i said before beanies are coming stickers all that stuff so check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh back to the show so as we wrap up here a little bit, let me, let's talk about, I was a teacher. I told you that before. Right. So I pass out, pass out cheesy quotes all the time. I do it to my staff too, but give me a quote that you like. Gosh, I got two. I was trying to pick which one. No, do them both. Uh, all right, great. Um, the first one would be in all thy getting, get a book. Um, and I tell that one to my kids all the time. Yeah because they ask me a lot of questions that could be answered if they would just read. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is what you want is on the other side of what you won't do. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that people say that they want, but 
they look at the path to get there and they're like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. And yeah. It's like, well, okay. And I have that problem too because there's sometimes when I'll come in here and the things that I know I should do mm-hmm. are the things I really don't want to do at that moment. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather. And so it's do easy. Do some fun and creative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's reaching out. I really like that too. And that's interesting about the, the kids too because that's mm-hmm. the thing that, you know, when you get home, kids have questions. All, all types of questions. Nonstop questions. And that's Ooh, what we do. We, I mean... We, I think, as CEOs, and, and we're answering questions all day long, and then we have to do it at home, at too. Home. So. Right. <laughs> right. What about a business book that I'm going to read more than the first 10 pages? Ooh. It's a book that I just finished um, maybe about a month or two ago. It's called Finish, hmm. and it's by um, Jonna Cuff, I think his last name is. And it, the tagline is something like, giving yourself the gift of done. And what he talks about is how perfectionism is really the issue when it comes to finishing projects because Mm. we look at finishing perfectly instead of just finishing, and perfect is relative. So it was a really interesting book. Um, It was funny, though, because initially I was struggling with finishing a book called Finish. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an oxymoron all in itself. But it was just that I had a lot going on. But when I really finally kind of clamped down and dug in, it was a really good book that kind of challenged me on um, what perfection really is and how it can sometimes be a hindrance. No, I think that perfectionism too might have some some to to do with with delegation too. Was yes. that an issue? Is that still an issue for you? Because I know you yes. talked about how yeah. yes, it's a major issue for me because I want people to do things the way that I would do them, and nobody works exactly like you. Yeah, right or wrong. Right or wrong. Right. You know, it's just like my husband and I. We have two different ways of how we clean the kitchen. The kitchen ends up clean. But if he would just do it my way, it would right. be so much simpler. Yeah, don't um, you don't talk to my wife, okay? Because right. she'll, she'll say the same thing. Like the dishwasher, I load it in a certain way, and they yeah. still get almost as clean. Well, yeah, but then we have to take it out, reload it, clean the dishes anyway. Yeah. But if he would just do it the right way. Right. And that's the thing. We start talking about right and wrong instead of different. Right. You know, and so it's not that another person's way is wrong. It's just different. So kind of letting go and delegating, allowing other people um, to do things, maybe not quite the way that you would do it, but just remembering what the end goal is, what yeah. you want, you know, is that getting done and let it go. Coming up next week on the podcast, Camille's <laughs> husband to counterpoint <laughs> all the things that she said Absolutely. today. <laughs> oh so, my God, he would have a field day. So listen, this is what she said. No, 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 that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> If you could meet anybody, or if you could meet a business owner, or really anybody, I guess, alive or dead, and have dinner with them, who would it be and why? It would probably be Richard Branson. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would. I've got a ton of questions for him. (laughs) But, um, But one of the things that really amazes me about the whole Virgin brand is how... There are, what, is it up to 325 of them now? I mean, I don't know. A lot. I mean, he's got Virgin on everything. How does he stretch that brand so wide and so thin and it still have merit? Yeah. You know, so that I would love to just kind of pick his brain, for lack of a better word. Yeah, because I don't think we have direct contact contact necessarily with Virgin, mm-hmm. most of us, but we do. And but we, we just do, don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
That is interesting. I, I never thought about it. my kids' first cell phones were Virgin yeah. Mobile. Yeah, little pick-up-and-go phones yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm a business owner, and I'm listening to this right now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to talk to this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need. I think we need them. How do they best get in touch with you, and, and who is that? Who, who do you want to work with? I want to work with clients who know that they need help. They may not know what they need specifically, but they know that where they are isn't where they want to be. They know they aren't growing. They know they don't have a plan. They're just doing business day to day um, with no end in sight. And, And or I'd like to work with a client who knows that their brand the way that I like to say it is that their brand is writing a check that their culture can't cash. And um, that means that their brand is saying one thing, but they know that it isn't lining and measuring up with who they really are. That's interesting because I've never really thought about it in that way because they do have a brand, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah, that's interesting. And brand is, you know, is here we are 2018 and we're still having conversations with businesses that have been in business for a long time. And I'm like, well, what's your brand say about this? Before exactly. we advertise you, what does your brand standard say? And they're like, what no is that? Clue. <laughs> no or clue. tell me where you work and what you do. Yeah. So, and we had to do that too, to be sure. honest. We, we are still, and it seems like every three years or so, and we're only seven years old, but we're changing our message to make sure yeah. that it's succinct and, and reflects but, who we are today. And that's key because people... Uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, they believe that once they've established their brand, it never has to move. And I'm like, no, it's fluid. You know, it changes and grows and adjusts with you. You have to rebrand yourself and make yourself relevant, depending and contingent upon what's going on in that particular time period. Yeah, we actually went to a meeting just to tell, I I was asked to speak about my business to a group of like-minded people, and it was very similar to a CEO roundtable. And Mm -hmm. they said, present, and I presented who we were, um, in person, I just said, this is who we are. We're mm-hmm. really employee centered and we believe that a business's purpose is to improve the lives of people that work there. And I talked a lot about that and somebody's like, well, that's not what your website says. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, ah. you're right. You're right. She's right. like, why don't you put that on your website? I'm like, okay, I think we're big enough. I didn't think at the time that we were big enough right. to do it. So we had your typical marketing messages on there, but Wow, now that's interesting. I think I did probably just the opposite. My website came off so big and grandiose. People really thought that I was in some high rise yeah. in downtown Detroit. And I'm like, no, I'm in my kitchen at home <laughs> <laughs> in the little office my husband built me really? um, at the time. So, yeah, I, and it's making certain that those two things line up. Yeah. Not that I want to want it to come off as a mom and pop shop, but I I could have intimidated clients that thought that I was perhaps out of reach for them. Yeah. Um, just by the way that I came off. That's interesting. So how do we get a hold of you? We want to work with you. What's the best way? What should we do? It is not to call me. Don't call me. (laughs) Don't call me because, um, yeah, the best thing to do is to call the person who is in control of my life and she is my assistant. Her name is Rima and you can reach her at info at cdjandassociates.com. Um, or our, um, you can go on our website, which is www.cdjandassociates.com, or you can call our office at 401-402-0754. That's great. Last thing. So make sure we'll put all that in the show notes too, you guys, you can get awesome. over. I have secret exclusive access to Camille yes. yourself and I, 
I had to go through Remo a little bit, but I got yeah, it here. Yeah, so he can get to me. <laughs> I got you. So tell us, and and I know probably being a mom and, mm-hmm. and, and a wife, I know your answer to this too, but what do you hope or what do you think your legacy is going to be? Mm. I hope that, especially my kids and, and my grandkids, I have grandkids, um, will look at what I've done and know the cost. They will understand um, the price. I don't ever want them to see what I've been able to accomplish or benefit from what I've been able to accomplish without realizing that it cost me something. And I think that if, if that's the case, then they'll have a respect for it and they'll have a respect and honor for the work that they need to do to accomplish the things that they want. At all costs. At all costs. Thank you so much for spending time. This was awesome and inspiring. And and I do this podcast a little selfishly because I get inspired to go, all right, I can do this. Absolutely. Because Camille's watching me. Oh, you better believe it. (laughs) So thank you for being on our show. Thank you for coming down here. And we have lots of stuff to talk about and hopefully get you on maybe at the the conference as well. So let's talk about the conference real quick before we have a conference coming up. Yes, it's in August, August the 2nd and the 3rd. It's in the Detroit area. Uh, metro area it's called the mogul makers entrepreneurial symposium cool. it's going to be an amazing event and um, that's information is also on our website yep. and we'll put all that in the show notes too yep. so again known as the olivia pope of midwest camille jamerson is the senior principal consultant and ceo sort of of cdj associates and it is a boutique business located in Detroit, Michigan. So if you do need help with your business and you want to just meet somebody that is outstanding and can give you all kinds of advice, please get a hold of her and her assistant. Again, you guys, this is Brian with Michigan Creative and also the Business Machine. Remember, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one.